welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Meredith Hine, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by my co-host, Megan Hasslein. Hey, Meredith. Kind of a different themed show this week, so I'm super excited to be on with you and talk about, you know, some different things this week. I know. Um, So for those of you who don't know, uh, especially over the summer period between basketball and football, uh, we like to do some theme weeks at Land Grant Holy Land. Uh, And so this week is actually Unpopular Opinions Week, which I feel like is a really fun week because, frankly, I think all of our writers have some pretty spicy, unpopular opinions that we're excited to share. Oh, for sure. I mean, we'll probably get a lot of disagreements on some of these, especially our non-sports ones, but hey, that's what unpopular opinions are for, just to create, you know, some chatter. Yeah. Um, Before we dig into that, how are the Clippers doing this year? They're doing actually really well. I'm surprised. They usually don't do too hot, just like their major league team, the Guardians, but they are second in their division right now. They just split their last two series. Um, but it's been super fun covering this year. They have a ton of talented players. So, yeah, definitely an unusual year for the Clippers because they're doing so well. But I love it for them. Nice. Um, well, as we'll discuss a little bit later, baseball is really not my thing. But I actually am going to find myself living at Wrigley Field this week. We had an event there last night. I actually got to meet, like, the Cubby Bear mascot, which was fun. His oh, name is Clark. Oh my gosh, it was really cute. It was like a formal event, and so he had coattails. <laughs> I mean, that's a good time. It was spectacular. But yeah, and then we've got a game, very different perspective in the bleachers on Thursday night. So excited oh, for that. Yeah, I'm sure you're just so enthusiastic about seeing a baseball game for three hours. <laughs> right. Um, well, fortunately, it's like 4th of July, almost. Right. No that'll, work on that'll Friday. That'll be a good time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and you know, before we jump in, uh, Megan, I know last week we, or two weeks ago, we did a show on Title IX to celebrate the 50th anniversary, but did want to give you an opportunity if you had a favorite moment made possible by Title IX that you wanted to share. Yeah, honestly, it's not just one singular moment, but it was probably just this whole past spring semester at school. I got to cover the Ohio State softball team for Ohio State's student news organization, The Lantern. So that was my beat um, in the spring. And it was just so much fun covering this team. I played softball my whole life. So just getting to watch these girls, this team was so fun and so talented and just so amazing to cover. You know, I got to talk to a bunch of them and the coaches. And obviously there would be no softball team without Title IX. So that was just such an amazing opportunity. And I'm so glad that I got to do it. Thanks to Title IX. Love that. And I didn't know you played softball, but very cool that you've been able to carry that through even into your reporting endeavors. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why I like baseball, too. So I guess you can't relate on that aspect. But yeah, definitely love both of those sports. I won't yuck your yum, as my friend says. (laughs) Thank Um. you. But anyway, uh, we are excited to have you on the show today. As we mentioned, uh, we will get very deep into all of our unpopular opinions. But first, uh, we do have some walk-in items. So first up, um, the Stanley Cup officially went to the Avalanche this past week. Uh, Megan, did you have a chance to catch the finals? Yeah, I mean, what an exciting finals and totally unexpected. I'm not going to lie. 
I thought that Tampa was going to get their three-peat. They were just playing so well this entire playoffs. Everyone was expecting them to win it all. But, hey, you got to give credit to Colorado. They definitely pulled it off. Even though Tampa was fighting back, they did not go down easily. But I'm super happy for the Avalanche. They're just such an exciting team to watch. And I'm glad to switch it up and give the Stanley Cup to a new team this year. So, yeah, definitely congrats to Colorado and Tampa, both for amazing seasons. For sure, love breaking the dynasties up a little bit, um, but also as ridiculous as it is, I love Bernie the Bernadoodle mascot for the <laughs> Avalanche. He's not a Bernadoodle. He's a Bernie's Mountain Dog. Um, the mascot for the Avalanche uh, used to have a Bernie pillow pet, and he even had like the little whiskey barrel around his neck, which was very cute. Um, but yeah, I so, love seeing the avalanche yeah. win as I used to live in Colorado and yeah, the, those games were always so fun. Um, so yeah, good for them. Happy yeah. Stanley cup. Excited to see where the cup goes too for the next few weeks. I feel like that's always one of the underappreciated aspects of hockey. Right. And we'll see how many more dents they put in it. Didn't you see they literally oh put gosh. a dent in it like a few <laughs> minutes after they got it? I was like, that has to be a record or something, I swear. Oh, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, speaking of other, well, you know, we just wrapped up the NHL, also wrapped up the NBA season, which meant that we had the NBA draft last week. Um, I'll obviously super excited to see Malachi Branham going in the first round, but EJ Liddell fell to the second round. And I'm just kind of upset about that, Megan. Yeah, it's definitely disappointing because obviously we all think that he's first round caliber, but he is just going to be a steal for the Pelicans, I believe. I mean, they have a young team already. They got Zion Williamson there. And now with the addition of EJ, I think he's definitely going to make an immediate impact. You know, not many people are kind of expecting him. Obviously, you know, he fell to the second round, but we all know what he's capable of, you know, with some development and just kind of getting adjusted to the NBA. I think he's going to do really well. It might take him a little bit, but hey, we all know he's super talented. So New Orleans definitely got a steal in that draft with him. Couldn't agree more. And we'll get into this a little bit more with one of my unpopular opinions. Uh, But Rounding things out before we get into it, uh, did you see that Ohio State recruiting is officially up to number one in the country? Uh, yeah, I think we can directly thank Brian Hartline for that. I mean, the past couple weeks have just been unreal, especially we'll also get into this with my unpopular opinions, but with three top 50 receivers committing last week on back-to-back-to-back days, and we just got a four-star cornerback, I believe. Like, I swear, it's like every day I'm seeing a four- or five-star committing to Ohio State. I mean, it's awesome. But, yeah, now we're number one. Thank God. I'm really excited to get into your unpopular opinion. Um, <laughs> but also, yes, so much credit to Brian Hartline because he has managed to recruit to create a recruiting dynasty for receivers at Ohio State over the past, like, five years. Like, we will probably see another Jamison Williams situation happen. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a the best kind of problem to have. Just too many great players. You can't find a spot for all of them, which is yeah. obviously what you want. So, yeah, definitely exciting for Ohio State football. For sure. All right. So with that, I think, Megan, we should probably just get into it. Uh, do you want to kick us off with your first unpopular opinion? Yeah. So this past week I wrote my column about – how top recruits playing the same position shouldn't play for the same program. 
which you kind of brought up already, could lead to a Jameson Williams situation. I mean, okay, I, I just want to make it clear, you know, I'm so happy that we have all these top rank recruits. But when I'm just looking out for their best interest, I feel like that they could just, you know, put up bigger numbers, have more successful collegiate careers, get them, you know, noticed by these NFL teams and get drafted higher if they are that guy or, you know, one or two um, in a different program. I mean, on the flip side, there's four or five just as amazing receivers as them um, on the same team. So it's hard for them to kind of stick out as much. So personally, I think that, hey, maybe all of these top-rated recruits playing the same position should split off and go to different schools so they can be that guy. So I agree with you up to a certain point. What we have right now in the Ohio State receiver room is certainly an embarrassment of riches. But like, at least with receiver, you can see multiple receivers on the field at the same time, right? Like where I absolutely align with you is like quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Like when you see multiple top-ranked quarterbacks or top – recruit quarterbacks going to the same school I'm just like what are you doing right you're never going to see the field yourself over yeah Tate Martell perfect example Tate Martell exactly (laughs) yeah but no I mean I agree and it's like I think this is very timely for your unpopular opinion because we are at the point where it's like all right do we actually need any more receivers I mean might as There's well. There's going to be a force for who never sees the field. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's definitely hard, but hey, if they want, if they're coming to Ohio State, that's totally fine. As long as they're not, you know, stockpiling at, you know, that team up north or Alabama, I'm fine yes. with it. <laughs> for real. Um, but yeah, just boosting Brian Hartland's resume. Gotta love it. Exactly. So, my first unpopular opinion, again, relating to EJ Liddell. We do not appreciate three- and four-year collegiate basketball players in their respective drafts. So got real fired up about this when Liddell fell to the second round. But let's go Let's go in the way-back machine. Does everyone remember Tim Duncan, number one overall pick, who played, who played multiple years at Wake Forest? He went to Wake Forest? I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but – To me, it's just – it's really frustrating when obviously like there's one-and-done players who have done extraordinarily well. It's basically the model at this point. But it's challenging to me when you have outstanding players who have proven themselves year after year after year on high-caliber NCAA programs and then they fall because they're what, old? Yeah, pretty much. Like – They're just more prepared. Like, EJ Liddell could step in tomorrow and play in the NBA, theoretically. Um, Tim Duncan certainly could. But I just feel like in so many ways we ignore the growth and experience that these players have leading collegiate teams. And I just needed to state my unpopular opinion. This is actually like very interesting and I never really thought about this, but I definitely agree because I swear it's definitely the age of the one and done. I mean, I would say for the past decade or so, you know, all these freshmen 
having great seasons and they're going pro and that's all you hear about. And obviously they're getting selected first. And then all these other guys like Liddell, you mentioned, are just getting left in the dust and fall to the second round. Um, so, yeah, I saw this um, in the show notes before the show and I looked it up. And there's actually some big names who stayed in college for four years, including Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, Damian Lillard. So obviously there's some stars right now in the NBA who stayed for all four years in college. So I didn't I realize Jimmy Butler. I love yeah, him. Exactly. So they, they should definitely be highlighted too. So definitely a good point to make that I really never thought about. Yeah. And plus, like, especially in the NBA, you can have such a long career. Like right. Vince Carter just retired. <laughs> yeah, like after 40 years, I swear. Yeah, but especially when you're able to have such a long career, if you're able to be injury-free for, you know, the duration of your career, you know, what does that two or three years at the front end, like what difference does that really make? Right. I don't know. Anyway, that's it. I'll step <laughs> off my soapbox. All right. I'll hop back on mine and – this is probably so unpopular, but personally, I think hopping on the bandwagon of successful teams when your personal team is just awful is totally fine, and I support it because I can speak from experience. So my dad's from New York, so I like all New York sports teams, and therefore I'm a Knicks fan, and the Knicks have just been miserable for my entire life. I'm going to be 20 soon and they have just been awful the entire time therefore I hopped on the Warriors bandwagon back when their dynasty was just beginning because I was just so tired of watching a team lose each and every night and I just wanted to have some joy and follow a team that actually wins so you know I'm all for loyalty obviously I'm still a Jets fan you know I still stick with some terrible teams but hey when it comes to basketball I just I hopped on the Warriors bandwagon. I had to because I just I couldn't watch a losing team each and every night. So I'm a fan of bandwagoning. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and disagree. <laughs> You're allowed to have your opinion. That's the whole the whole point of this. Yep, but appreciate that. Firmly. Can we at least agree? Okay, so one of the worst people I ever knew was I think is um Cowboys, Yankees. Ohio State football, Kentucky basketball. Can we at least agree that okay, he's the yeah. worst? That's brutal. When you go overboard and like bandwagon more than one team, I feel like that is just – you're not a fan. Like, I'm sorry. That's just – that's too much. You got to be loyal in some parts. Okay. Like, uh, for me, it's just one team. So, yeah, four sports. I it mean, was, come on. It was upsetting. Like – you can't you can't do that. You can't just pick and choose with no regard to geography, with no regard <laughs> to anything. And like, yeah. So I hear you. I with the Warriors, it's fine. Because yeah. you also have the Jets, as you said, but jeez. Right. But yeah. Four, too much. Come on. Have All right. Loyalty. And stealing this one from my husband. Uh but when we were talking about this, he said that his unpopular opinion is that things are better when you have in-state players win championships. So his specific example was like back in 2002 and even in 2014 for the most part, um, when you have 
players from Ohio win championships for Ohio State. Um, And I think the idea is that it sort of ties in with this idea that like college sports are pure and there's like an amateur aspect to them. And like if you're able to develop in-state players who go to their flagship university, um, it kind of like makes you even better as opposed to like just getting the best players from across the country to play on your superstar team. So I don't I'm I think I'm aligned with this opinion because I think it is cool like when you do have like Ohio products, but also like, I don't know. I really like JK Dobbins. (laughs) Yeah, I mean I I agree with this somewhat. Obviously everyone loves the story of, you know, the kid from Ohio having success in high school and then moving on to Ohio State and obviously having success there as well. But at the same time, I just want Ohio State to be good. So if we're taking players from Ohio, great. But if they're coming from California, like Chris Olave and Stroud, I'm fine with that too. You know, I'll pull from all over the country and get the best of the best. But hey, as many of Ohio players we can get, awesome. That's always a great story too. Yeah. And and I think that's exactly it. Like it's a cooler story when you have this like Ohio product like storyline to it, but does it take away when they're not? I don't know. But anyway, we will have uh, more unpopular opinions coming up in a moment. Uh, But for now, we're going to take a short break. So stay with us. Welcome back. Um, In keeping with our theme, we're going to stick with some more unpopular opinions, but move on to some non-sports related ones. Megan, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. So one that I have tried to get over my whole life, but I just can't is I think ketchup is gross. I mean, I I try to dip my fries in. I try to put it on my burger just so I don't feel left out because everyone around me has it. But I just I can't get myself to like ketchup. I think it's so nasty. Hold on. So in order to like make yourself feel more comfortable, you will make your burger taste worse to yourself? Yes, because everyone will just, you know, clown me for saying that ketchup is gross and how it's America's condiment and how how do you not like ketchup? So I'm like, fine, like I'll try again for the hundredth time, even though I know I don't like it. Just to, I give in to peer pressure when it comes to ketchup. It's it's bad. Well, you know that in <laughs> Chicago, people hate ketchup. Ugh. Maybe they that's my to city. Throw ketchup on hot dogs. There's actually a place called the Wiener Circle that will like throw food at you if you ask for ketchup on their hot dogs. Okay, sounds like my kind of place. Maybe I'm just living in the wrong city. Maybe. So I think Star Wars is stupid. Yeah, I've just Same. never, never been into it. Maybe it's because I've just had too many fandoms in my life that I actually do care about. But like, I just can't get into it. My husband loves it. My friends love it. But like. I don't know. The closest I came was when The Mandalorian came out and I was just like casually peering in case Baby Yoda would make an appearance. And apparently his name isn't even Baby Yoda. Yeah. I don't know what his real name is, but he's Baby Yoda. So that's what we're going to call him. Yeah. He's the best part of Star Wars for me because personally, I'm not a fan either. My family loves it. So I, I tried to get into it. Like, I was even Princess Leia when I was, like, four years old for Halloween. But, like, that was kind of forced on me, I guess. But, like... Again with the appeasement, Megan. (laughs) I was four. 
four. I mean, what am I going to do? So I don't know. Star Wars, I'm just not a fan. I think it's, dare I say, boring. I get confused too. Like, I don't know. There's just so many different parts to it. I, I, I'm just not a fan. That's one series that I cannot get on board with. Yeah. Um, but for another unpopular opinion for me, I love like 90 and above degree weather. I think it's the best type of weather. I love just hot days, sweat dripping from me. The sun is shining. I will 90 and above any day of the week. I love it. 60 and below. Thanks. Oh, please. That is so cold. No, I cannot deal with that. You got to wear like a sweatshirt. Yeah, but I would rather wear a sweatshirt than be sweaty. See, there's only so much that you can take off when it gets too hot. There's adding layers when it gets cold. There's ice water. You can get a kiddie pool. I mean, (laughs) spare me. (laughs) Okay. Well, I prefer the hot climates. Ugh. Are you okay with like humidity too, or like? Uh, that's a little. That's tough. Yeah, because I have the worst like seasonal allergies too. So when it gets humid, I literally just can't breathe. But if it's just like a dry heat, I'll take that. Oof. All right. Well, next up, uh, I hate country music. No, it's the worst kind of music. No, I disagree. Sorry. I love country music. Oh, country concerts are so fun. They're so wholesome. How do you hate country music? Come on. Wholesome? Yes. It's just like everyone's having a good time. Popular song. <laughs> country music is like the theme of summer too. Like, I don't know how you don't like it. Even in the summer, you don't like it? No. Come on. That's a bad take. I got to strongly disagree with that one. Well, I'm sorry. It's my unpopular. (laughs) Fair, fair. Um, uh, My next one, I think this might actually be kind of popular, but I think college basketball is more fun to watch than the NBA. Oh, fully agree. Yeah. That's a good opinion. Oh, thank you. See, we just bounced back, back in agreement. (laughs) So this is getting more popular. Um, I'm vegetarian. I'm actually pescatarian, so I eat fish, but like – yeah, I've been vegetarian for like six years. I once again had an experience at a friend's baby shower last weekend where like they brought out like salads and, you know, they had bacon on them. And I was like, can I have one without bacon? And the girl sitting next to me was like, what? I was like, I don't eat meat. And she's like, you don't eat meat. And I'm like, you sound like my husband's grandmother who every time <laughs> I go to rural Iowa is like, you don't eat meat. You know, I <sighs> I was starting to consider it because I watched these two documentaries on Netflix and like they just talked about how terrible meat is for you. And I'm like, man, maybe I should like try and reduce my meat intake. I don't know if I could go fully vegetarian because like I just love a good like burger or some barbecue. But so here's the fun thing about it. You don't have to be vegetarian all the time. You can be like a weekday vegetarian right. or like a weekday vegan or whatever. Yeah. I think I, I might dabble into that. Yeah. I'm intrigued for sure. Or do you like meatless Mondays? Yeah. Uh, I admittedly, I did go cold turkey. The way I went vegetarian oh. was I was making Ina Garten's meatloaf, which admittedly is a delicious recipe, but it calls for veal. And if you've mm. never made meatloaf, like, by hand, you, like, have to, like, mix everything with your, like, hands. Um, and so I'm, like, mixing this, like, veal, and I just start, like, bawling into the bowl. Oh, God. 
And I was like, my husband came home and I was like, I can't eat meat anymore. I've murdered a cow. Um, he was like, it's okay. You don't have to. Um, and he finished the meatloaf and then I just stopped eating meat. That's one way to do it, I guess. It's not how you're supposed to do it. Oh my gosh. Um, That's hilarious. But anyway, um, being vegetarian is good for you. Um, so if you want to consider it, hit me up. Let me know. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. We're going into music on this one. Nickelback. I love Nickelback. I think they're so good. I would love to see them in concert, but I feel like they just get so much hate for no reason. <laughs> please tell me you like them. Sure don't. No, please give me no a reason why. There's a reason it's a joke. The coolest thing about Nickelback was their lead singer was married to Av- Avril Lavigne, and I don't think they are anymore, so they're not cool again. So, Man, I'm a fan. I'm like their one loyal fan, so they got me. Someone has to be. <laughs> All right, so next up, I've talked about this on the show already. I've talked about this on like every show, I feel like. But yeah, I strongly dislike baseball. I'm really sorry, America. I just can't. I love sports. I love most sports like more than most people, but like I just can't. I can't. Yeah, obviously I disagree on this one. The Yankees are like my favorite team. Besides how I say football, I think my Yankees are my favorite team in all of sports. But I think it's also because I grew up watching them. I played softball. So like I'm kind of used to just sitting around for like two or three hours to watch or play a game. So that probably helps. So I'll give you a little break there. But I love baseball. Always will. But hey, it's not for everyone. Yeah. And, and okay. I'm happy for you. I appreciate I'm not that. happy for you that you like Nickelback. You should revise that. <laughs> never. Never. Um, but I feel like, okay, this next one. I love reading, and I think reading is cool and fun and enjoyable. It's a good way to learn. It's a good way to relax. I've loved reading since I was, like, a kid, and I don't know if that's, like, dorky, but, hey, I don't care. I, I love reading. reading. Reading's awesome. great. Okay, cool. I feel like it's maybe, like, around people my age, they're, like, reading's boring, blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's different when you get older, but. When you hey. get older, the challenge is finding time to read. That's fair. That is fair. But when you do and you find a good book, it's honestly nothing better. Just getting involved in a good book, sitting there for a few hours. I love it. I was reading and I was getting really into my book and then my Kindle died. And so I went to recharge my Kindle and I forgot I was charging it for like three days. (laughs) Hey, that's why you get the physical book. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion, but I prefer the physical book over Kindle. I think that's like – I don't know if it's unpopular, but I think it's sharply divided. Yeah. But anyway, I like lost my flow and I need to get back into it. Um, For sure. All right. Uh, So next up, I think this might be – maybe this is my spiciest one, but like I'm strongly pro-pineapple on pizza. Okay. I'm not like strongly for it because like, again, my dad's from New York, so he's like a total pizza snob and he'll do like strictly pepperoni or cheese on pizza. So that's what I grew up with. But like (laughs) I love a good Hawaiian Or like, I don't know, I'll kind of dabble into some other toppings. I prefer just, you know, pepperoni, but I I like pineapple. I'm not against it. 
my old my friends from my last job, we all got very close because one day we were in the office and it was just like four of us and we were going to order pizza and someone was like, what toppings should we get? And then someone else mentioned pineapple and the four of us were all like, yeah. And we were like, this is a statistical anomaly that we all (laughs) want pineapple. Right. Those are some good friends. Um, So it worked out. And I feel like that's a strong indicator of our friendship success. For sure. For sure. Um, But hey, one food that goes well with pineapple, that it gets a lot of hate. I think cottage cheese is so good. Oh, I love cottage cheese. Oh, okay, good. Because I know a lot of people are grossed out by like the texture and like it is kind of hard to get over. But man, I I love some cottage cheese and some fruit. I think it's a great snack. I had cottage cheese and blueberries for breakfast yesterday. Wow. Okay, there you go. It's just, it gets a little chunky and sometimes too watery, which is kind of terrible. You've got to not think about it. But the taste is great, I think. So good. Um, the problem is when you accidentally like house a whole container in one sitting because you're just like <laughs> mindlessly eating it. Hey, you, it could be could be worse foods to down all at once. It's true. At least it's got lots of protein in it. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, last unpopular opinion. I feel like this should be more popular. I love dogs and cats, and I will not apologize. I grew up as a dog person. I did not have cats. I thought I didn't like cats. When I found myself a cat mom kind of on accident, I realized that cats are amazing. And now I'm a cat mom of two and a dog mom of one, and I love them all so much. That's just such a great story. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's very divided. Like you have to be a dog person or you have to be a cat person. Personally, I've just never had a cat. I've had dogs my entire life, so I'd probably classify myself as a dog person, but I feel like cats do get unnecessary hate sometimes, so I might just have to experience and, like, get a kitten or something when I'm older, but hey, I just love all animals, so being a dog and a cat person, that's phenomenal. Let's just take it as a personal, like, growth challenge. For sure. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. Well, this has been fun. Uh, I feel like I've learned a lot about you. Exactly. Some of which, some of which I like, some of which I don't. <laughs> um, but before we wrap up the show, uh, Megan, do you have any shout outs? Yeah. So Wimbledon officially started this week. I love Wimbledon. It's my favorite major to watch. And Serena is making her return to singles for the first time in over a year since she last injured herself at Wimbledon. So I'm cheering out, cheering for Serena Williams. Hopefully she does great. Um, You know, hey, maybe she'll win the whole thing. Who knows? But hopefully she just stays healthy and, you know, plays well and experiences some success at Wimbledon. Nice. Um, I'm going to do a personal shout out. It's been a couple weeks, uh, but my best friend Katie got married. Oh, fun. The wedding was amazing. And the DJ, I should probably shout out the DJ because he was incredible. <laughs> um, but so excited for her. So excited. We all got to celebrate together. And I feel like it was the first like truly like post-COVID wedding I've been to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe it was like because it was a destination wedding and like everyone was having a great time. But like it was so fun. 
And she just got back from her honeymoon, and I'm just so excited for her. So shout out to Katie. Oh, fun. Congrats, Katie. But that sounds like a good time. Love a good wedding with good music. There's nothing better than that. Truly was. Food, like the food was great. The drinks were great. Like every, it was top notch from start to finish. So love that. all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow Megan at Megan Hustline, me at Meredith Hine, and the site at Langrant33. We will talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl, and as always, go Bucks.